Hello and welcome to another episode of Hawks and Handsaws. I'll be your host, Brad, and this is my co-host, Eric. Howdy, y'all. He's Western today because we were talking about Western things before recording of this podcast. Today's episode is about the book of Boba Fett, the uh, new Star Wars Disney Plus special thing. Why is it a book? I I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, just, just checking. There was nothing about a book. None of the other Star Wars things have been called books. I couldn't tell you. It just just is. Anyway, yeah, I mean, like the one about the Mandalorians called uh, the Mandalorian. The upcoming yeah. one about Obi Wan's called Obi Wan. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But this one is the book. Of the Boba book Fett. of Boba Fett. Yeah, they didn't have that as a framing device. Like nobody was recording his story or anything. Like I have no idea. Nope. Huh. Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like this is what you're gonna be getting, dear listener. So brace yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I did not like this show. I I thought it was a waste of time for five of the seven episodes, and. I, I don't understand why this was made or made in the way it was made because it's just, it was, it was tedious and dumb the entire time. How do you feel about it, Eric? <laughs> well, folks, we'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, no, I'm in the same camp you are you actually started with a much more favorable viewpoint than you have right now and even a more favorable viewpoint than i had when i've watched the first episode i thought what the heck was that nothing happened well in the first episode it was all a flashback (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) let's let's go episode by episode two minutes in spoilers we're all everything's on the table first episode he uh boba fett gets out of the pit Right? He goes, yeah. and he's kind of going, and it's like unconscious. Then some Jawas yeah. show up and say, ooh, Beskar, let's take all of his armor. And they leave him out to die. And then Tusken Raiders show up, and they're like, dang, they took the Beskar. took the Beskar. I guess we'll take this guy as like a prisoner for reasons, unexplained reasons, but reasons. Um, I, I guess to dig for the stupid little things. Then five years later, we jump into the future. Fett and Fennec Shand have taken over Jabba's palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, the show wants you to think he took over the empire of Jabba, but I didn't see any proof of that, really. No, he just walked in and sat on the throne. Yeah, and he's like, I'm in charge now to yep. nobody. Like, he announced it to no one. <laughs> and then a couple people showed up, and they're like, here's some stuff, I guess. And then uh, one dude is like, what happened to Gibby's stuff? Where's our stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should tell you right there. If someone has the guts <laughs> to ask you for stuff when you move in, right. then you probably have no authority. Exactly. And, like, everybody's trying to prove him, and I test him, so he goes to the first cantina. 
and it can't hear people who are like, there's some money, I guess. And I don't know. We just give people money, right? <laughs> sure, it's giving money. And then some assassins show up and try and kill Boba Fett. And the assassins show up using riot shields and stun batons, you know, the classic assassin equipment of non-lethal police action. Um, anyway, the assassins are terrible at assassinating them because, again, they don't have anything lethal on them. And they all die <laughs> because it's terrible. And they capture a prisoner. And then flashback, because Fett gets put into the back to tank, I think, again. It's, it's a stupid flashback mechanic in this whatever flashback thing. The first three episodes are just flashbacks, it feels like. Yeah. Yep. And so he flashes back to killing a monster. Yeah, that weird for- thing that pops out of the sand and... Yeah, kills the other guy, but Boba kills him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so, the kid takes all the credit for it, but the other dude knew and hands him the gourd, so he's in the in crowd now. That's right, because yep. he's uh, he's got the respect for saving the kid and killing the monster. Again, back in the day. So, at the end of the first episode, I was more intrigued but then going into it, because one, I, I thought Boba Fett was dead, and I was happy with that. Let me rephrase that. Boba Fett was dead until somebody decided he wasn't. <laughs> and and he showed the up in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, then he showed up in The Mandalorian, and then he goes on Stupid Joe, which I don't know why. But I was excited a little bit because I liked the Cantina vibe. It felt Star Wars-y. Had some cool stuff going on, but it was like a, again, a different angle. And I was really hoping for a criminal empire Star Wars show of Boba Fett being like this tough criminal dude, kicking people down stairwells, shooting people like left and right, like just being a bad guy. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of excited for that. Like he's going to get pushed to the edge of his little criminal empire. He's going to have to like be ruthless and it's going to be an interesting way of seeing Star Wars. And I'm excited for that. Um, and like he was going to be like teamed up with the Tuscans and he's going to have like the Tuscan Raiders in his back pocket. And that's how he's going to take over his empire because like, you know, the rest of the people don't know, but he's got the Tuscans and the Tuscans are everywhere. Right. And like, yeah. t- and like they just keep showing up and like, Oh, you, you cross me and just, just try and travel out of the city and then go across the sand dunes to the next city. And the Tuscans, are rah, rah. right. It's going to be awesome. I have this. You don't even see him. They're just gone. <laughs> just disappear it's perfect swallowed by the desert yeah right like and he has like this mythos behind him maybe like i had this whole show planned out of like this is going to be exciting I'm, i like the things that they're starting to leave the breadcrumbs of i'm like okay cool it's gonna need to to get respect get fear get i don't know just the people to accept him as the the daimo or whatever it's called the, the dude daimyo. is in charge daimyo you were not as impressed with the first episode you just said. Yeah, so I yeah, think- wasn't impressed at all. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the I think it's starting to be a more universal problem with um, <clears throat> with streaming shows is that they assume people are in the long haul, in for the long haul, and they're not. Um, well, even the the seasons aren't very long. They're what they're they're getting some of them down to like six episodes sometimes, depending on which 
show we're talking about, especially on Disney Plus. Uh, so they don't really have to get you geared up for a whole bunch. But in the past, like if you were going to have a brand new show, you had a pilot. And that pilot for an hour-long show was a two-hour-long pilot. Mm-hmm. It was a full film to get you set up for this whole universe that you're going to be in for the next several episodes. Often, you know, a traditional show would be like 23 episodes. Right. Uh, 20 to 23 or so. So <laughs> now it's like, all right, well, let's see what we can get away with in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, we're in the world of Boba Fett. Here you go. Oh, that was it? What? And yeah, I, I guess it was just pretty disappointing that they didn't even bother to get you excited for the show. They didn't show us anything that made us think, this is going to be great. I can't see, wait to see where this goes. It was okay. just, uh, here we go. We're starting now. Oh, oh, okay. So you didn't have a hook. There was no hook. Mandalorian. Dude, he comes in, they have that whole bar scene on that random ice planet thing, and mm-hmm. he shoots the whole place up, slices the guy with the door, and you're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he gets and, his bounty, and he drags him to the ice ship, and the giant monster eats the dude that just drove him there. And like, yep. and then, yeah. Sweet. All sorts of stuff Sweet. going on. Yeah, then there's tension in the ship. Nothing, man. Nothing like that in this. It's fair. And I think I've already told you too, and I I guess we'll talk about this here on the show, is that the whole reason, in my mind's eye, why everybody likes Boba Fett to begin with is because he's this kind of unknown character. He doesn't say a whole lot. He's got like a single line in all of the original Star Wars films. And... He's just this kind of guy lurking in the background who captured Han Solo and all this stuff. And um, anyway, so you expect him to be this bad guy, this mysterious guy, the no-nonsense, shoot him up and just do all that stuff, bad guy. And so let's let's see that story. What's that guy like? Like you were talking about, you know, being a bad guy. Yeah, But then they told that story in The Mandalorian. That was what Boba Fett was. This guy who is few words, you'd never see his face, and he is a no-nonsense, shoot-him-up bad guy. And that's what The Mandalorian was. And then mm-hmm. he gets this soft spot when he you know, meets Grogu and all that stuff, and that's kind of part of what drives the plot forward. But they stole Boba Fett's story from him by creating this random new guy out of nowhere. <laughs> and so now what do you do with Boba Fett? His story already got told. And don't get me wrong, Mandalorian's cool. But it should have been Boba Fett's story. Granted, they can now do different things with the Mandalorian that they couldn't do with Boba Fett. You know, they got the whole foundling thing with the Mandalorians. Right. Um, and Boba Fett isn't. He's a clone. He just has mm-hmm. armor, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, <clears throat> in my opinion, Boba Fett's story ended 
with episode six. <laughs> he died. <laughs> <laughs> when the Mandalorian came in. <laughs> when the Mandalorian is a totally separate thing. That's great. Um, but yeah, like I, I agree. But I disagree at the same time. They could have Boba Fett do a different thing. Like the Mandalorian, his arc is he's a bounty hunter. He's trying to get, you know, do well by his creeds and stuff and level up in his little black watch group. And he got found in Grogu and got the soft spot. And like, that's all that. But Boba Fett's interested in a criminal empire, right? That's, that's a totally different thing. Um, well, he is now. I don't know that he was originally. Like we didn't know any motivations of Boba Fett. It's fair, but that, that's what he's established in this beginning episode. And yep. so he, they can have the similar methods. Like I don't see why Boba Fett can't just walk in and start shooting stuff. But his motives yeah. are different. And again, that's what I was waiting for. Like he's got Tuscan Raider goodness going on. He's got the hand-to-hand combat, which comes next episode, whatever. Like he's going to be this ninja just wrecking people. Like very excited. So episode two, something happens. And look at it real quick. Oh, but the big old flashback. <laughs> they attack a train. So the yeah. Tuscan Raiders and Boba Fett capture some speed bikes and attack a train. Now, this train has the most accurate sharpshooters of any Star Wars person Right? On this super fast train, and they're like nailing things every shot. Yeah, so there's a bullet train going through the desert, just crazy fast. And there are snipers on this train, and there are Tusken Raiders a good like half a mile away behind either a Bantha or like sand dunes. And the laser blasts from the train always are a kill. <laughs> one shot, yep. one kill on everybody. They never miss. And they just start wrecking Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And then the Tuscan Raiders shoot back and none of them get even close to the train. They're just like shooting up in the air and shooting the ground. But they're usually all just dead because, you know, they just got nailed by this train. And so the, the secret to getting around these sharpshooters is to get on motorcycles out in the open and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go alongside the train. So you're only five feet away. Sharpshooters can't shoot close range. See what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just too hard to hit a close target. <laughs> it's going <laughs> the same speed as you. You can just shoot. Anyway, it's really dumb. Well, presumably the angle's bad. No, you oh, too far. You can't see down there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they actually poke their heads out the window. Like, <laughs> they, they, they can't fit that. the guns out the window it's ridiculous all of it's ridiculous and the the secret to repelling the attack is not to open the windows or the doors <laughs> because they couldn't get in otherwise they had no breaching tools so nope. they had to wait for the doors yeah they had to, to open, open the windows didn't they yeah yeah, they, they, they came in the windows and the hatches that the internal people opened for them. Yeah, yeah. They, right. they couldn't do it otherwise. If you just closed the windows and locked them, you would have been perfectly safe. In the Regardless. Um, the only good thing about this particular episode is, uh, oh, sorry. And there are like two hut twins that show up and say, we're in charge. Boba Fett, you suck. We're in charge. <laughs> And then there's the flashback to the train, and then the droid, the, the droid driving the train, like smashes the controls into like go as fast as he can, and just jumps out the window. That was the so, best. It was hilarious seeing a droid be panicked enough to jump out the window made me happy. Like, okay, sure, 
like that. And also just to stick it to him, like, oh yeah, sucker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was uh, a lovely bit of creativity. The rest of it didn't feel like creative. So I'm like, okay, sure. Anything you want to comment about episode two? Oh, well, I mean, heck, if we're on that train thing, right? This was Boba's moment too, right? This is, he had been beat up by the Tuscans. They were better hand-to-hand combat people than he was. And they're teaching him their ways. And then here he's got his moment to shine. He's like, this is what I know how to do. Let me teach Mm -hmm. you how to ride these bikes. We're going to take this train down. And then you're right. He's like inept. He hasn't really thought this through. And he's taking these guys who really don't know how to ride bikes very well to take down a train, a high-speed train. And then once they get into a bind, they're on the train, and he's like, dang, we're pinned down. What are we going to do? And then the assassin guy who's bested, hit, bested him at every corner, the uh, the Tuscan Raider in black, mm-hmm. he like zooms in like he's been doing this all his life, smashes it, does a flip off the thing, and like goes in and takes everybody out. It's like... <laughs> Dude, he does everything better than you, Boba. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. if this was a different show, that would be the mentor, right? Which this guy was to Boba, but like the student would, you know, do better than the mentor. Like that, that's how the journey goes. Boba never does that. <laughs> he never nope. gets better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Even with stuff, he presumably has a better skill set in. Like uh-huh, he's been riding yeah. speed bikes, he knows how machinery works. Uh-huh. And this guy just comes, hails <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing like smooth. Okay, what? Yeah. So it was, it was at this point I started to get concerned <laughs> <laughs> because I mean we, we haven't done enough of these shows for you to for the audience to understand how I think about things, but I am not military and have not been military of any kind, but I like to think about things in terms of reasonable tactics. And this train thing doesn't make any sense. The accuracy level of the different sides doesn't make sense. Like if you try really hard, it doesn't make the enemy any less accurate. <laughs> so <laughs> you should be dead. They should all be dead. They shouldn't have even gotten close, but whatever. And this is going to come into play in the later episodes where I'm just breaking down what they're doing and none of it makes any sense. So, By the way, if if you're curious as to Brad's tactical uh, know-how and the things that offend him or not, Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, the worst (laughs) offender of military tactics is when you got this cool dwarven shield wall and elves jump over it. (laughs) <laughs> it's true it is so true because then all the elves get on the, the, the pikes and it's just not even and they get pushed up against this shield wall that was awesome and impenetrable come on elves that was dumb <laughs> come, on, come on and uh, close second maybe even first I mean it depends on if you like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones better but the uh, whatever, the season 8 battle of Game of Thrones is the only episode of Game of Thrones I've seen but they put the catapults on the front lines on the planes in front of the castle <laughs> or trebuchets, whatever they were. And they're, they're fighting an undead army of zombies. And then why, why are the trebuchets in the front? <laughs> and before somebody who's listening, that happens to have seen that episode, the one or two people who listened to this say that they had the cavalry in front, the cavalry charged off into the darkness 
to fight the zombies by themselves with no support. And they all died within 30 seconds. And like the show is making it obvious how dumbly these people are because the zombies come and they kill everybody <laughs> and they kill the trebuchets. You got one volley off, like sweet, one volley, one shot wonders. Good job, guys. And then they all get destroyed. Anyway, back to Boba Fett. I can't, there's so many <laughs> things about that particular fight. So chapter three, <laughs> the streets of Mos Espa. Oh, I hated. Ugh. Some dude sells water. And somebody's stealing his water. So Boba Fett's like, I'm going to go stop those guys from stealing your water because I'm the police force now. But he was really <laughs> just trying to enforce, like, he wants, a, he wants a cut. So it's easier to sell water as a criminal. I don't know. Pick, pick something else. Pick something illegal. <laughs> Public utilities. Crime Lord's going to get involved to make sure they get a cut of that water. <laughs> well, it's you know on Tatooine, so presumably you can't get it as easily. Whatever. It's still stupid. Anyway, they, they go and talk to these guys, and um, I don't know how to describe them, but they these thieves are British clubbers from the <laughs> 90s that snuck onto the set. And so the, the leader of these British clubbers are is like this woman who has like her little leather jacket and looking all punk. You know, it's the 90s punk clubber scene. And she's all like, Psh. and like, why are you stealing water? Why are you drinking water on the street? And just, you know, like flaunting all the water that you stole. <laughs> that sounds so tough. Um, <laughs> and they're like, well, water is real expensive. We've got to we got to drink water. You know how it is. People, water, drinking, right? And Boba's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then the water <laughs> cellar guy happens to be in the the adjacent Vicinity. doorway. Yeah. <laughs> he just pops out. And he's like, hey, you said you'd get my water back. And he's like, you reduce your prices because you're being mean to my new friends. And new friends, you should come shoot people for me. <laughs> because you're British clubbers. Oh, and they also ride Vespas. Punk kids, too. Yeah, yeah they do, right? <laughs> the Vespas of speed bikes. <laughs> so stupid. So I had to spend some time describing it. They're Vespas, but they they have like aftermarket. It's Star Wars. They don't have wheels, so they, they're floating Vespas. <laughs> and they have aftermarket rear view mirrors. And so... Each Vespa has like 10 rear view mirrors, five on each side. And other than that, they're literally just Vespas. And they are like obnoxious Vespa colors too. Like really saturated blue, really saturated red, really saturated whatever. And everything else in the entire show is brown. Like there, there is nothing of color in the entire show besides these Vespas. With the exception of the cantina. There's a couple like, there's a yellow alien you know, girl being yellow, but everything else in the entire <laughs> show is brown or tan. Then they have these bright, saturated Vespas that they ride around on. So, yeah, yeah. They, they get they get them. So Bubba's like, "You're on my team." Did I miss the Green Goblins? The two, of the Green Goblin or the monsters? Yeah, they show up. Two of them walk in and say, "Hey." <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's more like. <laughs> and then Bubba's like, you want to work for me? And they're like, 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Google. That's that's it. So then the bikers are now his friends, which is great. So he then goes to I don't know. Oh yeah, he's back to tanking again. He has a flashback to when he was negotiating with the Pikes because he's part of the Tuscan tribe thing. But then he comes back and they're all dead. All those Tuscan raiders he spent two and a half episodes building up are dead. Congratulations. And then giant Wookiee shows up and tries to kill Fett. And he's terribly incompetent once again. He's doing the slow crush your throat move. You know, where you look at him and go, that, that thing. And then Boba like stabs him and shoots him maybe. And then the Gamorreans show up and they try to fight him. Then the clubbers like show the up. And the biker, I can't call him a biker gang. The Vespa group. The Vespa gang. <laughs> <laughs> they show up and they start stabbing him with like switchblades. Like, I swear, none of this is Star Wars stuff. Like, they literally brought their British 90s clubber kit. Like, <laughs> I've got a tiny pistol. I've got a switchblade. <laughs> like, come on, guys. You suck. And they all, <laughs> they all scare him or capture him or something. And then at this point, and then let him go. Then let him go. Yeah. (laughs) And at this point, Boba Fett's like, you know, I think somebody's trying to kill me. So we got to get ready for war. Chapter four: The Gathering Storm. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. So someone's trying to kill me, right? They go to release um, uh, the Wookie. Yeah. And uh, as I don't know, I don't remember what happened, which order it was exactly. But the 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 huts that you mentioned, they come to address him, and so like this build up. Oh, we got the huts. We're gonna have a, a showdown with the huts, and this Wookiee was just the start of it because he was hanging with the huts. So they sent him to kill him, mm-hmm. and then right after that, they show up and they're like, "Yeah, that was us. Sorry about that." We don't really want your claim anymore. You can keep the Wookiee. And not only that, here's a rancor just because we're we're flying out of here. Peace. We'll see you later. We don't really want the planet anymore. What? What a waste of huts. Are you kidding me? That was it? I had forgotten what? about the rancor. But yes, you're right. So dumb. None of that was needed, necessary. There was no... I mean, what the heck did they give him stuff for? No idea. We have a spare no rancor. Sense. We're on the way to the spaceship. Um, we can't take him to Goodwill because, you know, we passed <laughs> that already. And there's no room in the spaceship. And so, like, <laughs> you want him? <laughs> so, I mean, okay. The first problem with this show is that the plot and story are terrible and you don't care about Boba Fett. The second problem is the rancor problem. You know what Hut's Palace is? Well, it has it has the Gamorreans in it, so they walk in, right? You got to have Gamorreans because it's, it's a palace. You, you know what? Also, it's the Rancor. But we we watched the movie. The Rancor died, I think. So we got to get a new Rancor. Let's get a yeah. Somebody shows up with a new Rancor and just delivers it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so now he's got a Rancor because you know it's just the thing, and like. That that's the second problem. I really do think it's so many times the show is like, see, it's the thing from get it because like 
Rancor? Oh, that's the same thing that Jabba had. Oh, yeah, I get it now. No. Yeah, see, you get it? <laughs> it's amazing. He, he's wow. becoming legit. Can't you tell? <laughs> Every good crime lord needs a Rancor if they're in Jabba's palace. Because whatever. Anyway, and so... <laughs> and, of course, the Rancor comes with machete. And so... <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and that's it, right? That's like the only scene you see him in. Yeah, like there's a Boba Fett bonding moment with the Rancor and Machete's like, yeah. The first person that sees they bond for life. And like, I was half convinced that this was a plot to kill Boba Fett. Yeah, maybe. Like, like the blinders are on. You know, so like he, the rancor is safe, and as soon as the blinders come off, you just gonna kill the thing in front of it. <laughs> and right, and like this whole thing was like the hut's like, oh, we're out of here, don't worry about it. Like this is just a really complicated plan to like kill Boba Fett in an easy way. And it's I was the Trojan horse, it. exactly. And Machete was being super sketchy and like shifty, and I'm like, what's going to happen? No, it's well, just that's just Danny Trejo for you. <laughs> it's he just, just has that face. <laughs> completely at face value the entire thing we're out of here here's a gift <laughs> rancor is actually not dangerous rancor loves you you should pet the rancor <laughs> i know feed <laughs> <laughs> it the finest things you know Great. because i know so much about rancors and how to take care of them <laughs> it's the worst it's so terrible okay thank you for bringing that up before moving on <laughs> <laughs> Back in the back to tank again. It's time for a flashback. The Gathering Storm. You got to get Slave One, the spaceship, which is at Java's yep. palace. <clears throat> there, are too many, there are too many guards. Too many There's, guards, guys. It's just Boba <laughs> and the assassin. Too many guards. Because they, they send in a little recon drone that, to be more obvious, should have had like a klaxon attached to it. And that's it. <laughs> But like it had so many lights and made the loudest whirring noise and it was just going the lights like spinning constantly. But it maps out the whole thing and it comes back and like too many guards going in stealth. And they proceed to go in through the kitchen, kill everything in the kitchen. And then a little mini droid shows up and makes a lot of noise and he smashes everything in the kitchen on the way to killing the small droid. Then they proceed to kill everybody on the way from there to the hangar. And then at this point, I think they've killed like 10 guards, three droids on their stealth mission, and they're behind boxes. <laughs> and the alarms are going off and all the guards are coming in. Not once did they say, this is not going according to plan. They're like, no, this, this is kind of working. Things are going all right. <laughs> I, Boba Fett, I'm going to go on that spaceship now. You stay here and cover me. Cool. Cool. Thanks, assassin lady. And he runs off into the spaceship. She proceeds to kill everybody else in the base as they come in through the door. So it's one versus like 30. And she kills them all. Easy. Meanwhile, Boba Fett's spinning in circles in his spaceship, smashing his spaceship into the walls. <laughs> not shooting, not doing anything, just perpetually crashing his spaceship. Until he he's forgotten how to fly it, you know. It's okay. It's really hard, guys. Really hard. <clears throat> Assassin girl kills everybody in the entire base. Gets onto the spaceship and says, "Oh, I found a way to open the gate." Shoots open the gate, and then gets in the spaceship as Boba slowly flies his ship out the gate. So, 
What did Boba Fett deal with during this infiltration? He might have shot a Nothing. guy or two. And he, he strangled a small robot. <laughs> and that, that's productive. The rest, he just... It's pointless. Again, Assassin Girl is much better. Then uh, they fly around and they shoot a random biker gang. They find some bikers in, in the desert and kill them all. <laughs> Take that, bikers. Oh, these are well, they were supposed to be the ones that killed the Tuscans. They were the ones that had been set up to kill the Tuscans. Sure. But like, if you're flying a spaceship, right, and you're like, I don't know, again, half a mile up, just kind of going, and you see some people riding swoop bikes. Like, do you know? Totally. <laughs> do you know it's yep. them? No. Totally not. know it's them. He kills them all. Whatever. No more swoop bikers with actual swoop bikes that are established in the canon as opposed to <laughs> the Vespa Club. Um, anyway, he then takes his spaceship and smashes it into the Sarlacc pit in an attempt <laughs> to get his armor. And the Sarlacc grabs his spaceship and starts pulling it Go in figure, and they're all about it, to like, die. <laughs> Go figure. Well, he like flies it into its mouth. <laughs> oh, well, that was unexpected. Dude, what? I, I cannot describe to you how stupid this looked. Of I'm going to fly my spaceship into this giant living pit that tried to kill me. And it was just so slow and so intentional. I'm like, what are you doing? What? what? Again, Assassin Girl pushes a button and uses the cool little wow bomb. That only <laughs> the guitar <one> chord <laughs> bombs. <laughs> the guitar chord <laughs> bombs. As established in, I believe, episode two. Yes, it um, was. So again, it's the Z is the thing because it's slave one. And you know, whatever. So it but she had to do it again. She's more capable with his ship than he. Yes, is. and his response to this was, <laughs> "Don't, don't touch, touch my, my buttons," <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah so don't touch stupid. my buttons. It's like, thanks for saving my life and using the weapons on my ship better than I can. Like, how does she know what that button does? Mm. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He then, cord button. <laughs> he then gets a rope and climbs into the just destroyed Sarlacc pit. And gets gets kind of gross and kind of sticky and says, my armor's not in there. Now, I know that he was unconscious kind of in the first episode. But he should have remembered he used his armor to get out of the pit. Like the jetpack got him out, out of the pit. So his armor is no longer in the pit. And then when he was captured by the Tuscans, he didn't have armor. So again, even if he was unconscious, he should have put it together that sometime between the Tuscans showing up and him getting out of the pit, his armor disappeared, which means it's no longer in the pit. Doesn't matter. He's really dumb. Okay. <sighs> He gets out of the back of the tank or whatever. And somebody says, You're fully healed now. Congratulations. I didn't I didn't realize you were still hurt, that you're just doing it for fun, but okay, <laughs> apparently you were still hurt. I didn't really know. Um Yeah, that back to tank takes a while. It does take a while. Oh. Goodness. He goes to the little uh cantina thing again, and the Wookiee is fighting some whatever's. And uh, he, he does the Wookiee thing and rips one of their arms off. Like, it's about time we had some arm ripping. It's about time. And again, it's, it's the, uh, see, it's a Wookiee. 
you did the thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> and then Boba Fett, of course, hires the guy and says, hey, I know you tried to kill me an episode ago, and I saw you just rip your dude in half. You want to get paid? And me? And then... Uh... Okay, there's another big plot point. I want to skip it, but I can't. He brings in all the sub-crime lords to dinner. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. And he's like, hey, sub-crime lords, the pikes are coming to invade our territory. You should all join me, fight them, you know? And they're like, why should you be in charge? Because, like, you're new, and we all have been here a long time. Like, what the heck? And Boba's response to this was, we could all get money together. And the guy's response was, but if we kill you, we get more money. (laughs) I don't understand. And then the Rancor, of course, is underneath the banquet table and heard his cue and went underneath him. And they're like, it's a Rancor in Jabba's palace. How fitting with the theme. I'm so intimidated. (laughs) And so Boba's great compromise is just don't try and kill me. Okay. I'll go fight the army by myself. Just don't stab me in the back. Cool. Cool. I'm speaking from a place of power. Fear me <laughs> by yeah. not stabbing me in the back, please. The end. Well, and then like, doesn't Fennec ask him too? Like, well, how do you know they won't join up? How do you know they'll keep the word? He's like, well, they love this place more than I do. They have much to lose by the Pike taking over, and yet Fennec was totally right. <laughs> <laughs> like dude, Boba, you were wrong again. You have no political savvy. <laughs> you have no nothing. You have nothing. And like they're making a crap ton of money with the pikes because of the spice. The spice that is a very dangerous drug of whatever does something, but it's probably dangerous, probably addictive, probably kills people. But they're making money off of it. And that's what they care about, because there are criminals. They're the criminals. <sighs> Before we go to episode five, we should probably do a trivia question. But um, there are TV shows that focus on bad guys or good guys becoming bad guys or like whatever. Um, a good example of this is Breaking Bad. I think it fits really nicely. It is a chemistry teacher who is dying. And he needs money to keep up his treatments, and he doesn't want to die. Um, and his family is just falling apart, and it's just a really tough time. And so he decides to try and sell crystal meth. And it's a really rough time in the beginning to get it set up. Nobody respects him. Nobody knows him. Um, he's making a whole bunch of mistakes, but he just barely scrapes by until he slowly becomes more and more of a crime lord. I've watched a little bit of it, and that's about as much as I remember. And like the whole crime lord part, I never actually got to, but I know that's what happens. But there's enough humanity in him that you root for the guy at least a little. Like he's he's trying to be better for his family. He's trying not to die. I can understand those things. And he's going into these criminal activities, and he's he's slowly eroding his soul because of what he has to do. But you can see why he did it. And it's an interesting character arc. Interesting whatever. I like it. But he has a competency. His competency is he's a chemistry teacher and he understands the science of making crystal meth. And so there's a lot of people commenting on like, this is the purest 
you know, whatever they've ever seen. Like the, the DEA is saying that, all of the druggies are saying that, all of the supplier, like that is his mastery that he has. Boba Fett, one, doesn't have a motive because he says in the show, I have all the credits I need. I just want to have an empire because I, I do. I, want, I, don't, I don't get why. Want to want to give back, you know? <laughs> give back to what? I, nobody knows, man. He's not even from there. No, no, he's not. He's from the the water planet, whatever it's called. Yep, yep. He's not from Tatooine. He just happened to be there because he brought in Han Solo that one time. That that is all. That is his only connection to Tatooine, as far as I'm aware. But whatever. Well, I mean, he. He would do jobs for Jabba. But. Oh, sure. But he's all over the place, right? Yeah. So anyway, he has no core competencies anymore because everybody else is better at everything <laughs> than he is. <laughs> he's terrible at all of it. And like, there's, there's no, there's no growth. There's no character arc. Anything you want to say? I've been tirating a lot. And I apologize. It's okay. You just get it off your chest, Brad. This is a uh, event sesh. How do you feel, really, Brad? I feel robbed. So <laughs> All right, well, trivia, here we go. Oh, I forgot about it. <laughs> trivia. Okay, so this one might be easy. Okay. I actually kind of have two questions just because I'm curious about the other one. So the most of our trivia questions are just kind of out there and you might not be able to guess them. This one has to do with the composer of the, the theme song. So you got the same composer who did the theme song for Boba Fett and mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Okay. No clicking with the mouse. I heard that clicking. No, there's no clicking. I heard clicking. <laughs> that, there was <laughs> So... Yeah, they get the same composer. He's a Swedish composer. What is his first name? I don't know. I mean, I've looked <laughs> at it. Show hands. The first name is the easier one of the two, just so you know. I've looked at it a lot. I just never remarked on it. Sparovsky. <laughs> Isn't that isn't that like an alcohol? No, it's a crystal manufacturer. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, fancy crystals. Oh, there you go. I've been to their factory in Austria. Cool. Anyway, oh, their I don't even call it a factory. Their headquarters. It's like a weird so, art museum. Oh, all right. But not important. <laughs> it's not it. So what is it? It's not it. His name's Ludwig. <sighs> and his last name is like. Johannesburg or something. Urensen, I think. Mm, okay. I don't I don't speak Swedish, so I can't uh, be held accountable for the pronunciation, but uh, you get the Is idea. Is that how that works? He totally looks like a long-haired Jared Leto a little bit. <laughs> That's a recommendation for you. <laughs> I know. Ooh. Anyway. Okay, here was the other one for you, just because it actually applies to the show more like. Who was... The person that you see in the back to tank at the end of the show. There was the like end an end show? credits sequence. So 
the last episode of the show, the credits roll, and there's a sequence after that? Yep. I didn't see that. And someone is in the back to tank, and it's well, not I'm going to click and watch it. What? That's cheating. Well, I didn't see it. How much oh, that was in your bad. This is Disney. <laughs> Everything happens at the end of the show. I, I, I scrubbed through the first couple to see, and there weren't any things. I'm like, oh, there's no end scene thing. Whatever. There's an end scene there. Hang on. Hang on, everybody. Clicking the button. <clears throat> Someone okay, credits, 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 credits. Okay. Ba-ba-da-bum. Okay, it's Boba's back to tank. Uh huh, uh huh. It's still the back to tank. What, the sheriff? Yes. Do you know his name? Uh, the sheriff. <laughs> no, I don't. Cobb Vanth. Nice. Well, I was about to say, we're going to get there, but he, I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah, wait, that would be so lame to kill that dude off. Yeah, right? It's yeah. not that but way. But then it was, yeah. yeah. Just kind of, dude, that was it. But it was also... <clears throat> like there was a point to it and maybe we'll let you do your your if you're going to do it in order you go right ahead all right episode we'll, five. we'll get there eventually. episode five this is not episode five i refuse to acknowledge it as such this is the mandalorian season three episode one episode one yeah the, seriously or the interludes between episode season two and three of the mandalorian it's the mandalorian being awesome Best episode of the show so far. Absolutely. Like, it's a good episode. I was entertained. The Mandalorian rolls up somewhere. Um, in a meat locker. In a meat locker plant thing. And then there's a secret like, criminal room behind this this butcher area. And he just goes to town with his dark saber that he got. Yeah. And just starts cutting people in half and wrecking people. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Boba should have been doing. This is so cool. And then he uh, he walks out with a little bag dripping blood, which has the main dude's head in it. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of hurt, and he kind of walks away. And I'm like, cool. Um, meet up with the, the armorer lady. He's cool. There's like a duel that happens. It's just kind of an epic thing. And then they um, meet up with that that lady who like runs the spaceport in on Tatooine, and she has a Naboo fighter that they they fix up together and make it like this incredibly fast, souped up thing. Again, in stark contrast to the Vespas, where they have, like their whole thing is souping up stuff. This one stays with the Star Wars canon, and two is really cool. Where the Vespas yeah. are the worst. I have to go back. I forgot the Vespa chase scene. It was the worst chase scene I've ever it was seen so put slow. the film. 
So slow. It was so slow. So, <laughs> ooh, we're on our scooters. It's like, I felt like the actors were bobbing up and down to act like it was going faster than it was. It was so stupid. <laughs> Just imagine putting adults on the little uh, grocery store rides. Yeah. You know, like you put in the quarter and like kind of goes back and forth a little bit. Now do that and like have epic music and like really slow camera panning around them. But like again, they're barely moving, and the green screen was kind of bad. And the visual effects were kind of bad, and it, and it went on for way too long. I hate it. Okay, back to the Mandalorian episode. Mandalorian um, takes his little adamantium spear, gets it melted down to <laughs> chainmail for Grogu, and he wants to go visit. Super cool episode. Huge fan. All right, so Minus the random, like, do you take your helmet off? Wait, what? Is this a normal That, that was a little asked? abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> this this traditional after fight question here. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I did agree that was a little out of, out of place. But I did like that character moment. It should have been brought up differently. Yeah. Like, hey, I heard that you took your helmet off. Did you take your helmet off? Yeah. You just have her hear that it happened. And then move on. But whatever. Chapter six. Mandalorian. Season three, episode two. He goes to go visit um, mm-hmm. Grogu. And he runs into Ahsoka Tano for no reason. And Ahsoka Tano's like, you're over there. But uh, don't go over there. She pieces out. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> and he's like, fine. So he gives the, the, the gift to Ahsoka and then he leaves. And then Luke Skywalker's training Grogu with some of the best face de-aging oh, visuals I have ever seen in my entire life. So good. It was amazing. Until he spoke. The speaking was a little off sometimes. Like his can- mouth moving? It's mouth moving, like the mouth to the sound didn't quite get there. And yeah. I think they used like AI or something for the voice, which it sounded great it's 95% of the time. <clears throat> but the, the visuals of it, out of this world, it was crazy good. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I probably should have done the trivia on this, but I, if, if I'm not mistaken, so because there were so many gripes about Luke's um, cameo at the end of Mandalorian. Yeah, there was there was this dude like this single dude, a YouTuber who did it using um, uh, shoot, what's that called? Deep fakes. Yeah. So he's a deep faker and he did it using deep fake and it turned out so much better. Well, Disney hired that guy to do it. He really did. Wow. That's awesome. So they they hired that guy to come and do it for them in Boba Fett. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. because like Luke was on screen for like a good 15, 20 minutes. Like, and that's a lot. And it's again, like the best I've ever seen. And so um like Tarkin is in like a mainline Star Wars movie, and this is a spin-off TV show, and it yeah. was that good. Like, I'm excited for the future of never letting actors age or die. So that's gonna be cool. I'm glad you're excited because I'm terrified of that. That's a <laughs> uh, scary concept. I had 
I, I said it the way I did on purpose <laughs> to make it sound scary. Um, it's got a lot of really interesting implications for today. It was neat to see him in Star Wars because I feel like I needed more Luke for bringing up all the Star Wars stuff. I need cool Luke. So Luke does his training again, pretending he has Yoda on his back. And then, um, yeah, basically, go back to Boba Fett a little lame. bit. Oh. What? Luke is lame. You said you needed cool Luke. I think we all needed cool Luke, but he wasn't cool Luke. He was so lame. He turned into every other Jedi Master. He's trying. You see, like, this is how I see it. He's the only one left, and all <clears throat> he has was this crazy dude... Crazy Yoda in like the swamp. That that was his master, right? Yep. So he's he's trying to be what he thinks Obi Wan would have done if Obi Wan didn't die before being able to train him very much. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, Luke is trying to be. He talks to sure. like old ghosts all the time, right? This is this is who Luke hangs out with. He, he's trying to be that sagey dude, and it's not really working. His only pupil leaves, right? Grogu's like, nah, <laughs> I want to go hang out with Mandalorian instead. So it's literally Luke alone on the planet. So I just didn't want him to be a depressed weirdo on a hermit well, he island. he had Ahsoka, right? So. <laughs> well, Ahsoka left too. Yeah, but who knows how long she was there and how often they hang out or whatever they do because, you know, she's an old friend of the family. Is that what you were? <laughs> because that was an awkward... Anyway... Um, so strange. <laughs> and I don't know. And then Luke is just, so part of Luke, right. And his being who he was, I guess this was more like what he was in episode six, I suppose. Right. He was trying yeah. to be more serene and confident in episode six, but like, it seems like he forgot everything along the way and what it was like to be him. And mm -hmm. maybe that was intentional. Maybe that's part of the training. I, I, I have an argument for the other direction, but like that question that he throws out to Grogu, like, here's a lightsaber. Here's, you know, a gift from your friend. You pick mm -hmm. one or the other forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> and Grogu can't talk yet. <laughs> Dude, it's like, wait, what? You gotta do this to me? Not to mention that, you know, in his training, he's like, here, here's a little training ball. I'm not gonna tell you that it's gonna shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even give him a lightsaber, nothing. Come on, man. It's just gonna shoot you, sucker. Anyway, so I thought all this was really lame training sure and uh anyway so giving him that choice at the end was like so stupid but okay here's the argument here's the hope that luke is cooler than he is hey we're getting a, getting a rant from eric here we go and it's, i'm hoping that he remembers what it was like that he himself had that very same choice right that yoda said if you go to help your friends, it will be it won't end well. 
You need yeah. to stay here and finish your training. That's the best way you're going to help. And he says, no, I got to go help. He's like, okay, bye then. And he never does get to come back and finish his training because Yoda dies. Right. So I'm wondering if that's Luke's same thing. He's like, this. that was the moment for me too. It's not mutually exclusive. Maybe Grogu does get to do both. Sort of. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the path of being a Jedi is choosing life and friends and what's right. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for Luke to not be so stupid as every other Jedi has been. But knowing that he ends up on a planet by himself, a grumpy old man, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of hope. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, right? You know, according to established canon, he's going to burst into his best friend's and sister's child like at night and attempt to kill him while he is sleeping because he sensed the potential of the dark side in him. That that's where we have to get Luke to <laughs> in these twenty whatever years, and <sighs> he's got to start making mistakes early to get that far, I guess. But yeah, I'm I I wish I had that hope because I don't. I you have yeah, to get it's so dark. <laughs> All right. Then we end up in uh, the town called whatever, now known as Freetown, and the Mandalorian's like, yo, need to, uh... oh, I should back up one step. Boba Fett hires the Mandalorian and says, hey, I need your skills to fight this war, you know, this war that's coming. And the Mandalorian's like, I'll do it for free, because I don't know why, but he says that. Because Boba helped him out. They're all buddies. Yes. Fine. fine. Again, Boba Fett is like, slips off my memory. It's just so... Yeah, he was in the Mandalorian. I know he was there. What did he do there? (laughs) He helped him out. They did a little thing. They fought people and all that jazz. Anyway. Whatever. I'm sure Boba Fett did a bad job. Um, So, yeah. He goes to the Freetown. He being the Mandalorian says, yo, Freetown peeps, you need to go fight for the planet because the pikes are going to start selling spice everywhere. And the sheriff's like, ooh, I just dealt with the spice guy earlier today. I think uh, I think we'll probably, you know, we'll call a meeting or something. Mandalorian flies away and misses the lone ominous figure walking through the plains all by himself towards the city. But whatever. And this is Cad Bane, another Clone Wars. Sweet! Um, you know, like Nod. And he's... Kind of terrifying in the Clone Wars. And geez, yeah, he's like this crazy bounty hunter assassin dude. And he shows up and shoots the deputy and shoots the sheriff and says, don't you come help out Boba Fett because I'm the bad guy. Hey, that was pretty good. Good job, Brad. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the deputy, you know he's dead because Cad Bane shoots him like 20 times. Um but the sheriff only got shot once, and he got shot in the non-heart shoulder. So it was just, I don't know. It was very obvious that the sheriff wasn't dead, at least to me. And then... But the cool thing yeah. with that, right, is they, they set up this episode right at the beginning 
with all the dudes in the spice and Cobb Vanth has his moment where it's like, dude, he's a real gunslinger. He just took out all those dudes real fast. He's like, and then you get Cad Bane who comes in and bests him. Yeah. So that was a cool moment. You're like, oh, dang, this guy is somebody else. <laughs> He's on another <laughs> level altogether. Yeah. yeah. So that was a cool setup and cool. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So as of this point, five and six are leaps and bounds better than any other episode we've ever had so far on the show. Great. To the finale. <laughs> Do you know what the name of the finale is? I actually don't. What is it? In the name of honor. What? <laughs> I don't know. What, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> R2-D2 flies Grogu by himself to go hang out with the Mandalorian. But he's not there yet. He's going to come later. Um, some dudes walk in and is this, which episode is this in? Oh, sorry, episode six at the very end. Some dudes take the little money bucket. It's been, you know, bucket you carry money in to the cantina. And they're trying to be nice to them and make these two pikes feel welcome. Pikes walk out, money bucket's a bomb. Everybody dies. Terrorist attack, you know, cool. Well, not really a terrorist attack, like a, the other criminal organization sending a message. This cantina that was kind of neutral towards you and gave you money once. Well, it's dead now. <laughs> the cantina is dead. I See think what? I feel like the cantina was another hut moment too, right? You got the hut set up and they just abandoned that real quick. Yeah. And the cantina, which was set up as like this, ooh, like the illegal gambling place, you know, there could a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of shady deals go down here, and then they just blow it up. What? Yeah. <laughs> blow it up. Ah. Come on, guys. <laughs> All of the underground stuff that could have been cool, they just blow it up. Yes. Set right. it up. Blow it up. Set it up. <laughs> We're leaving the planet. Here's a raincoat. Psych. Bet you didn't see that coming. We shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> You're right. I could not have predicted that. Well done. We we fumbled the landing. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Um, yeah. So then Boba Fett and the crew walk in to this burnt out husk of a cantina. And they're like, well... War is like right now. We got the war. We're going to fight the war. War time. Oh, no. It's war. Boba Fett's like, let's retreat back to Helm's Deep. And his <laughs> other counselor there is like, no, can't get back to Helm's Deep. We should stand and fight. With the people. With the people. Because, you know, like, whatever. And so at this point, they don't go to Helm's Deep. And they decide to stay, which is a terrible plan. Yeah. <laughs> they already bombed it. The building you're in is structurally unsound because they bombed it. You should not be in the bombed building as your headquarters. Whatever. So Boba Fett's like, okay, guys, it's wartime. Everybody split up. Everybody just be isolated out in a random corner of the city. Okay, and radio win when you see the army coming in this urban area because they should be marching with like flags or something saying <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> That's how urban wars happen. And they're like, okay, cool. And they all split up. And so then they're all hanging out 
just kind of sitting there waiting. And I forget how the, how this starts. They just get fired upon by everybody. <laughs> this everybody gets attacked at once. Is that really what happens? Pretty much, like, oh, all those people that we stayed here to save are actually part of the other groups, and oh, dang, they didn't oh. keep their promise to stay uh, out of it, so they all ganged up against me. Dang, should have seen that one coming. Like Boy, Fennec, I really should have listened to you about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so all the subcrime lords send their troops to kill all the isolated people. That's right. So the two green dudes, the... Gregorians, Gregorians, whatever. They they get they get, <laughs> no, no, they, get, they, get <laughs> they get pushed <laughs> off a cliff with the, the pokey sticks, and they're dead because they're green and they're ugly and they can die. Um, the the British clubber Vespa gang gets shot. Can't at. kill them off. Can't kill them off because we need more female characters or something. I don't know what the reason is, but they look so similar. <laughs> they they all get shot at. And a few of them die. And they're they're hiding behind like a speeder or a box or something, and they're okay for for the moment. Um, the Wookiee sees everybody pull out knives like around him, and he's got a giant gun. And so he, <laughs> he he stands there for about thirty seconds, kind of looking around, going, "Huh, surrounded by people with knives. I have a gun. What should I?" about this and then the camera pans right. away and sees somebody else pull out another knife and like another like more and more people start pulling out knives and he's like more knives I've got a gun and combat it is guys alright here we go <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait to you for you guys to close the gap close the gap <laughs> I'm just going to stand here in the middle of this circle it's the best plan he's surrounded by buildings obvious answer run towards a doorway Go through the doorway. They chase you. You shoot the doorway. You win. But whatever. Doesn't matter. And then Cad Bane shows up with all of the dudes, the pikes, to attack Boba Fett and co. So that's bad. And it's still happening all at once. And the Freetown Cavalry is not coming because Cobb Vance is dead. I shot him. Yes. And so now they have no hope. And so then Mandalorian looks at Boba Fett and he's like, ride out with me. And then Boba <laughs> for Fett's death like, and glory. <laughs> death and glory. For Rohan. And Mandalorian's like, no, for my death and glory. Because <laughs> it's kind of my creed. I don't know what you're here for. And Boba's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm here either. <laughs> and then the dude in the corner is like, I've got an idea. And they're like, what? And he's like, I'm a diplomat the most annoying speaking character of the entire show, I can go out there and talk to them. And Boba Fett's like, fine. He writes down, like, say this stuff. And he runs out there and he's like... Didn't uh, bother to read it first. Didn't bother to read it first. And so he's like, Boba Fett offers you uh, nothing. and You all die or whatever. It was actually kind of a funny moment. It was a nice payoff to that character. It would have worked if any other character had a payoff. But I mean, this wouldn't mean the weakest payoff, but whatever. This was the strongest character payoff in the episode. And it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And uh, that was enough of a distraction for Boba Fett and Mandalorian to use their jetpacks to go and start shooting people out in the open. So they literally did the right out with me thing. I'm like, okay, fine. 
And so there's 40 bad guys and Cad Bane, who just was established as being like the best gunslinger ever, versus two flying Mandalorian armored dudes. And the two flying Mandalorian armored dudes, of course, win. And then they land because they want to give up their only advantage. And they stand in the middle of the yeah. courtyard and get the crap shot out of them. But they're still, they're still hanging out. Meanwhile, Assassin Girl was going to go kill the leader of the Pikes because they decided to wait until everybody was dying to try that. But whatever, Assassin Girl is now going to try and assassinate, but she takes a detour and saves the British kids. And the Wookiee. Does she save the Wookiee too? No, she doesn't. The Wookiee just makes it. That's right. The Wookiee, you think the Wookiee's lost it and then he stumbles in later. Yeah, he's almost in later. And then, uh, yeah. So they're in the courtyard getting the crap shot out of him. And then Freetown shows up on a speeder with a turret. And uh, they all hide behind the speeder. And they, they fight really hard. And take zero casualties. And even though they're in the kill box in a courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> Why no are we in the courtyard? So stupid. They don't even use the building the entire time. They had the Freetown people bring muskets to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. I, I'm starting to lose my mind here. Hang on. The ending the pr- was just so terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. They bring in destroyer droids that are on steroids and uh, have like all that really, kind of stuff. Really bad yeah. CG shields. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. And then, of course, we've got to have the obligatory ride in on the Rancor moment because the Rancor has literally done nothing. So the only reason to have the Rancor is for Boba to ride in on it, especially because they gave that one small detail that one time about, you know, the witches mm-hmm. who ride Rancors into battle. And Boba thought, well, that's cool. Even though I've never actually trained on it, I'm going to do it this one time because it's going to be really cool for the finale to take out some droids while riding a Rancor, right, guys? Right? This is going to be awesome. Anyway, so he does, (laughs) destroys some things. Also, Rancor on the loose, bad. But while the other guys join the fight and get pinned down, the Freetown guys and the Vespa gang, they all get pinned down. This is my least favorite moment. Oh my goodness. We can't go any further because there's no cover anywhere else. All right, so we make our stand here. Great. Well, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to pick them off from upstairs. Okay, cool. Uh, that's the gun you're going to do that with? Seriously, lady, the gun is like the tiniest gun you've ever seen, and she's going to go snipe people from up top? Mm -hmm. That was your plan? Terrible plan. Take this gun. (laughs) Or how about I go up there instead because I know how to use this gun? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, here, we'll trade the gun. You go up there, and I'll cover you too. So I get this cool sniper gun, and I go upstairs, and instead of shooting all the other people who are in the windows and everything causing all kinds of problems, I draw the fire of the dang destroyer droid that'll blow off my whole entire building. Because, <laughs> like, what are you doing? What was the point of you going up there in the first place? It's worse, though, because there's two of them with sniper rifles up there. One of them oh. says, I'm going to pick off the little troops, and the, other, and the British girl says... I'm going to draw the fire of the destroyer. Yes. Not yes. realizing 
you're in the same spot the- as the sniper <laughs> that you're supposed to be distracting the destroyer from. Like you're, you're, you're literally causing the problem to be worse. It's like, so bad. It's so dumb. <sighs> to get to this point, all of the the good guys or what I don't even know, the people that are supposed to be the protagonists of the show run down a very, very long and very open like roadway in between buildings with a destroyer droid following behind them at a slow glacial pace and purposefully missing every shot. Like one of these laser blasts blows up a wall, messes up a rank or pretty good. But when you have people running in a straight line for like a down minute, an alley, down an alley <laughs> that you're also in, and you're shooting at them the entire 60 seconds they're running in a straight line and you don't hit any of them, these droids are actually are working worst. for Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't get it. It made me so angry. It was like, dumb. <laughs> the fight's over. And then they over. just kind of... Yeah, they just... The fight's running away. Who runs away? The pikes run away. The oh, yeah, pikes the were pikes. like, oh, that was we're, it. We're Scared them. And then oh, no. uh, at the end of the Cad Bane gets his moment. Cad Bane does get his moment. To die. Um, what? Stupid. Oh. <laughs> you see the main bad guy Pike in his little little hut with all of his buddies hanging out. And he's like, well, I didn't go as planned. We should probably do something. <laughs> And then they start getting sniped from the ceiling. Now, if you if you go back and watch that part, the laser blasts all come from above. But there are no skylights in this building. But they all come from different directions, from the sky. <laughs> Again, there's no sky because we're in a closed building. They all come from above. And then main pike dude gets stabbed in the back by assassin girl. And it's implied that she did that all by herself. So she can teleport shoot from impossible angles and sneak behind the bad guy all by herself. Maybe in a way that like, doesn't make uh, any sense. Yeah. What, didn't she have, wasn't she the one that had the wrist drone? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So maybe it was a drone. She had her drone fly around in circles. The drone in the ceiling. Was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While she crawled on the ground. I don't Stab. know, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. So anyways, that's it. And then Bob was like, we did it, everybody. We are the champions. We, we saved the day. We destroyed half the city. <laughs> well, my Rancor destroyed half the city. The droids destroyed the other half of the city. But <laughs> I'm really glad we decided to stay and fight with the people that betrayed us. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This is exactly what I wanted to Good do. Good move. <sighs> That's it. That's all that happened. Yeah. It was. Then apparently the sheriff's in the back to take. Whatever. He's alive. But, oh, so much. So it was just, there was no good payoff. What was it? I mean, like you talked about, there was no reason for Boba to be doing anything. There, what, what was he there to do? Who knows what he was there to do? So did he win? Who knows if he won or not? Because we don't know <laughs> what he was doing in the first place. Um, and then you've got Cad Bane, who's like, oh, yeah, this is great. First live action Cad Bane. And he gets killed by a cheap shot at the end. 
Like, really? What? That dude has been through so many cheap shots and come out of so many scrapes, and that was the thing that did it right there? Yeah. The dude who has not been capable of doing anything for his own show all season is somehow (laughs) suddenly able to take on Cad Bane, the guy who trained him pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know? What? None of that made sense. That was a waste of Cad Bane. I don't think Cad Bane's dead. I mean... Maybe. But, I mean, you you can't kill anybody in this universe, right? So, you can't, and he's too cool. So, whatever. Yeah, anyway. You know what would have been a really cool ending to this episode? Like, or this season? Like, Boba getting eaten by the Rancor. Or, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or Cad Bane shooting him. And like, well, and like, <laughs> the closing shot is the book closing on Boba Fett. There it is. <laughs> hey, the book. Hey, clo- that was book that would have been back. a better thing. That's the reason why it's a book because we're closing that book. <laughs> it's just so stupid. You told me to watch this. Why did you tell me to watch this show? Just because once I got to the end, especially that whole end, like battle sequence, I was like, "Oh, this is so Brad. Brad needs to." vent about this battle sequence <laughs> so brad you mean he's gonna hate it so much he's gonna go yes just like yes. the tomorrow war i knew you had to watch that one just because of how terrible the decisions were made by <laughs> <laughs> if you were to watch this show dear listener and you're a fan of the mandalorian watch episodes five and six they are good enough standalone episodes you don't need to watch anything else you don't like they literally start off their own story mid-season and it ends pretty much in episode six. So just watch those two then skip the rest. Because they're terrible. They're terrible. They really, really are. And I was excited for this show after the first episode because the dream I had for the show was better than what the show was. By a long shot. Any last comments? We're we're like breaking records again. So. I think that was it. Well, I think we vented to a fairly well on this one. So uh, I, I think so. I just talked a lot. I want to make sure you get a couple words in too. Oh, I'm, I'm good. You're good. I had okay. my moments. Yeah, yeah. I'm good wanna... enough. I and this was this was this was the reason why you were to watch the show, Brad. This was why <laughs> this <was the> <laughs> to hear this Dang. right here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I one last statement I guess to wrap a lot of shows I, we talked about this with boredom I think and with other stuff a good show is something that is either really good or really bad there's nothing worse than like a boring piece of media because when it's bad you can laugh at it when it's good you can get swept up in the world when it's boring there's literally nothing happening and it's just a waste of time. This is what this show was. It was in that solid, boring category. It wasn't good or bad. It was just boring. And it was an active struggle to watch it. The only reason why I finished it was because of this podcast. And I had to finish it for it. Because I <laughs> I don't know if I could have made it. But it was actively fighting me. So. Well, now you can move on to bigger and better things. 
Thank you all so much for listening. Go watch episodes five and six. They're good. That's all we have. See you next week.